the KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond. On air, online and on smart speaker. AIMS stands for the Association for Improvements in Maternity Services and the number of women given birth aged 40 and over has increased by more than one third in the 10 years between 2011 and 2021, while the number of women giving birth under the age of 20 has more than halved. Joining me from AIMS now is Claire Karen to tell us more about that report. Good morning, Claire. Good morning. How are you, Brian? Great, thank God. Um, um, go ahead. So just to discuss those figures just a little bit more, um, we are having an event at Ames Ireland on Saturday, November 11th for anyone who is interested, where we'll be discussing these figures and others in a little bit more detail and with a little bit more nuance rather than just the headline grabbers. Uh, so for anyone who's interested, they can get those tickets from Eventbrite. Um, but yeah, just it's a bit dramatic to say, you know, when you when you look at increase by a third, when you look at the real figures, you're looking at roughly maybe 700 extra women over 40 who are giving birth. Um, and you have to look at that as well. Like we're healthier than ever now. We've better access to nutrition, so many more assisted fertility options available out there. So it's not really not surprising that these numbers are increasing. I think it's a good news story, Claire. I mean, you know, with the way people's lifestyles, obviously particularly women's lifestyles, have changed over the decades, the fact that we're healthier, and indeed medical practitioners, the medical skills, the ability of medical science to move on, means that women and people can choose to have children a lot later in life. Exactly. We completely agree with you there, Brian. It it is a good news story. Um, However, Ames Ireland would like to draw everyone's attention to the fact that these these increased numbers of women giving birth over 40 don't really explain um, our soaring intervention and cesarean birth rates either. I mean, if you look at some of the figures published so far this year in uh, the monthly patient safety statements issued by each of the maternity units, there are some units reporting over 50% um, cesarean birth rates. And just to clarify that WHO are very, very clear, the optimum rates for cesarean births is 10 to 15%. And anything in excess of 15% could indicate an overuse of this procedure. So it's we will be discussing, as I said, all of this in more detail on our event on Saturday, November 11th, for anyone who is interested in this. But it is important you know, to, to really look at these figures too and um, assess them. I'm going to say something in a moment that I'm sure will get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I watched a Beckham documentary recently and Victoria Beckham, posh spice as she's known, um, had one of her children, I think it was her first child actually by section, and she was accused in the press of being too posh to push. Why have we seen such an increase in the number of interventions in, in, in birth? Oh my goodness, that's how long is a piece of string and how long do I have? There are, there's, it's, there are so many factors involved in that. I mean, like with anything, you need to look at the individual patient and individualised care. And unfortunately, the optimum for many women is to have one-to-one continuity of care by a midwife throughout pregnancy, during the birthing process and postpartum. And currently, that model is only available through our home birth scheme, which is a hidden gem in the HSE. You know, more people should be aware of it, more people should be availing of it. But that, you know, really would help us to reduce these figures because we can 
you know, with the high patient flow through these units, it's very, very hard to offer that individualized care. Um, and you know, this idea of too posh to push, I mean, it's incredibly offensive for so many women who have cesarean births. I mean, they are a valid option. They are a wonderful option for people who choose them, for people who need them. Um, but we do need to ask ourselves, why over one in two uh, first-time birthers in this country in some units and in some months this year are giving birth by cesarean section? Um, it, it, it is something we do need to be addressing and do need to be asking ourselves. It's obviously very important for AIMS to have good quality information. And we know the CSO, the census, is one good source. But also these safety statements that hospitals have to uh, provide information on. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so um, every unit should be releasing uh, their patient safety statements once at, at the end of each month. Um, so clearly with some units there is a backlog, but all of that information should be publicly available. And those patient safety statements are very, very important because they let us see what's going on at any given month of the year. How many inductions are being performed, instrumental births, cesarean births, and also any clinical incidents that we the public should be aware of, and particularly for birthing families. So before they book into a unit, they're aware of things like induction rates for first time mothers and induction rates for um, subsequent pregnancies, etc. And the only unit so far we have nothing for for 2023 um, is St. Luke's in Kilkenny. So that, those statements aren't publicly available yet, and we are already into November. So there are some families who have become pregnant and given birth um, this year without access to that information through Kilkenny. Um, so that is something we need to address as well to ensure that these figures are up to date and are publicly available for everyone. Well, I mean, we've been on to St. Luke's to inquire about this and, you know, hopefully they'll come back to us fairly soon. But have you got any idea why St. Luke's haven't provided any of that information for the whole year yet? Um, I've, as, as I said, we've no idea. It can be very difficult to access. It used to be a little bit easier uh, through the HSC portal to be able to access all of this information, but they've changed how this information is collated and released. So some units now are publishing it themselves. The Sailcher Group has their own mechanism for publishing these figures. You know, they aren't really the easiest to access um, for some units, and you do have to do a little bit more digging and a little bit more work. So um, unless they have their own mechanism for reporting, that just isn't very well advertised or something we're not aware of yet. I, I don't have any explanation for that myself. And those reports, you know, whether it's St. Luke's or any hospital in the country, is that something that they're asked to provide or required to provide? Yes. they're required to provide that information. That is a requirement. And obviously, would that fall back to the HSE to actually be chasing them up to make sure they're in compliance with that requirement? Yes, yes, it would. It would that, that would all be under the remit of the Department of Health and the HSE. But we'll yeah, continue so to look at that from our side here to see if we can find out why um, hopefully somebody from St. Luke's will be able to get in contact with us and give us some more information on that. But going back to the good news story of those increasing ages with which women and people are choosing to have children, um, how far do you think we can actually logically go with this, medically go with this um, over the next couple of decades? 
Um, I think it's just with our lifestyles, uh, the way they're evolving and changing now, Brian. And, you know, a lot of women are, you know, career driven. A lot of people, you know, you know, have other things they wish to do before starting their families. And it is a wonderful news story. It would be great to see those figures increasing because, as I said, we are healthier than ever. I mean, we do have access to wonderful antenatal care and support in this country. So it's really not surprising that people are falling pregnant later in life and sustaining healthy pregnancies and having live births. And it is, I, I do feel we will see these figures increase because we have greater access and it's going to increase as well um, to assisted fertility options. And it's wonderful now that we do have IVF becoming publicly available along with other assisted fertility options to the general population. So we, we will probably see these figures increase in tandem. And that is a good news story. And Ames Ireland would like to say that. It is wonderful to see this happening and it is an indication of health as well, how much healthier our population has become. Um, it's, it's great. As I said, it is a good news story. I mean, we've been talking about being grateful for things um, all morning and the ability to share your life with a, a little person um, is probably one of the things we should all be most grateful for. Exactly. Couldn't, we couldn't agree more. I mean, it's a gift that should be available to anyone who wants it. And it is, we would like to say as well, wonderful that the HSE is finally come on board and has is uh, providing funding now for families to undergo assisted fertility treatments and IVF. Because as you said, as I said, it is, it is a wonderful, wonderful gift to have a little one in your life. Well, Claire Karen from AIM. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks for bringing us that good news. Um, and uh, as I said, we'll continue to reach out to St. Luke's to see if they've got any further comment on t- as to why they haven't been able, as of yet, to provide that information. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond. On air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.